This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Uh, it was good to see you in Barcelona last week, by the way. It was really fun to be there for the off conference and to meet some of the people we talk to all the time yeah. face-to-face. What a wonderful event. It was awesome. I, what I loved was the, the cocktail hour that we sponsored right there by the conference. And I, I'm always amazed, like, how, how do people hear about it? How do they find out? Because they just all showed up and it was freaking fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. You know, what's funny is, is like, we know that there are followers of ours all over the planet, different countries, um, to finally f- find some moments where we can get out have an adventure ourselves, and then hear what's actually going on beyond the U.S. borders. Um, I don't know about you. I just feel like way more sharp, way more understanding of what's happening right now in the industry. Um, it's very exciting for me. It's also ironic that there are so many people that that's where, like they're probably down the street from us in L.A. or New York, but we see them in Barcelona. Oh yeah, those those folks <laughs> right? too. <laughs> where, and, you know, there's people that I only see every year in Barcelona, even though we have to go halfway around the world to see each other. So that's always funny. Um, and then tomorrow night we get to have. Gosh, we're really spoiling ourselves nowadays, aren't we? Because tomorrow night we're having a cohort dinner in Los Angeles as well, which is a small group of business owners. Um, we sit at a table. There might be twelve, fifteen, sometimes maybe up to twenty. I don't I think twenty is probably would be the max we'd have that. And we pick a topic and have an open conversation about that topic or what's going on in the industry again and just have peers in a local uh, market talk to one another. Resilient by design is the topic tomorrow. So that's going to be a good one. And it's going to be a really, I think it's a cool group because we have a bunch of new owners showing up and it's one conversation and it usually lasts three or four or five hours depending on how late the restaurant will let us keep the private room or as long as they keep the bar open or <laughs> something like that. Or until Ryan Summers and I lose our voice because we talked all night about <laughs> right. something. All right, Tim. So what's your question? Okay. Actually, this is, I actually do have a question for you. Um, with the people I've met and I've been processing a, a lot in the last couple of weeks with many of the different activities we have going on at RevThink, um, about the idea of where people learn. So I'm curious, you were a business owner, and I know some of your story. When you were looking for advice, when you were looking to advance your company, where did you go? Where would you, what resources were you using at that time? Well, so there's probably two categories. First category is you look for training as a creative. So you get trained in, you know, Flame or Soft Image or After Effects or whatever. That's a whole different category. The, the, the other category is business that I was always hungry to learn more, especially as my business grew over the years. And I mean, at that time, it's weird. Like even when I think about our industry today, I don't know that that term really even so much existed back then. So if someone was to say to you, where, you know, where did you get training in running a studio, a production company, a creative agency? I would not have said, oh, there's nothing like that in our industry. I just would have said there's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the industry, that wasn't even really a thing. So where I went was I first worked with an entrepreneurial coaching organization called Strategic Coach. And you've probably heard me you know, reference Dan Sullivan many, many times. It was a great experience. 
but it was very industry agnostic. So I'm in a group with entrepreneurs like that guy runs a travel agency. She runs an industrial parts supply company and we're all in a room processing things, which was obviously very constructive and good. But that said, it was limited. I later then hired a, like a business coach, similar challenge in that he had clients in all these different verticals. And he would even say to me candidly, Joel, your business and the kind of corner of the industry or whatever that you're in, it's nuts. I don't know how you guys do this. Like creative is the weirdest, strangest thing. And I I remember that vividly because nowadays when you and I say running a creative business is not like running any other kind of business. It's not at all. It's it's not just a, it's not that we're um, myopic and we're saying to, like patting ourselves on the back and saying, oh, you're special and I'm special. Aren't we special all? There is something really weird about it. And that coach confirmed it with me. But he was helpful, definitely learned some concepts and principles, but that's about as far as I could go in my, in my career was when I was running my business. And then I met you, of course, around year 19 or something. And I famously said, why didn't I meet you 10 years ago, Tim Thompson? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I asked that question, one, and you kind of remind me of just the thought process of starting RevThink and knowing that coming from being a producer, working with some of the greatest creative talents on the planet and doing premier work, I, I knew what I knew, production and some finance ideas and how to get things done and being the head of operations and imaginary forces and so on, I knew how to get a system in place. Um, but it really was the discovery of recognizing that a creative person is processing something very differently during their day job because the creative mind has to discover something new every day. That's where like, there's these aha moments. And then we're asking them to be also be analytical. And I, and I remember having a lot of a desire to figure out what that conversion is. And many people comparing me to their CPA. Hmm. Oh, my CPA t- teaches me that problem. Or my uncle <laughs> is the one that gave me this business advice or what have you. And to not have anything directly related to what it meant to run a creative business. Um, and then, yeah, of course, some of the conversion that we, we put out there that helps the creative mind see their decisions very differently with the work they're doing on a regular basis. Um, but I, I love your experience because I, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, a business owner in our industry specifically one that owns a studio or production company, an agency that is trying to serve a client, most advice you'd get from a business coach advisor is you're in a service business. (laughs) Yeah. You're, 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 I'm already making my hair stand up on, on end. Yeah. And it's this idea that, oh, if I'm a, if I, I, if I believe it, then I'm a waiter. And every time somebody gives me work to do, I feel so thankful and I'll do whatever they want to and I'll jump through all the hoops and I've just completely commoditized my business, my ability, my expertise to simply serving whatever the client wants instead of expressing that knowledge and being able to position yourself differently as an expert. Well, there's, I guess in, in maybe modern economic terms, a business is either a product business 
or a service business. That's the two major categories, right? So professionals like CPAs and so forth, of course, slot you, the business owner running a studio into, oh, you're a service-based business. Okay, I understand why they use that category. But would you say that of a brain surgeon? He's providing, quote, a service. There's not a product. You know, you're not buying a widget that you take home with you. But I don't think you would ever go to your surgeon and say, hey, you're just a service provider and I need your service, services. That would be somewhat degrading because he would say, hey, I'm an expert. And the way we're going to engage with each other is I'm actually going to right, diagnose you, help you and create something much more valuable than just taking orders. Yeah, like I, you wouldn't ask, say, a film producer is in a service based business. Right. No, only if you were very much generalizing to somebody that was not from our industry. Or a venture capitalist is not in a service-based business where there are things that you recognize that we contribute to a greater value that comes with research, understanding, you know, additional thought, additional right. expertise brought into that equation. And we're converting that on behalf of our client as a service, that conversion is where the service part of it, but that conversion is what creates value in that relationship. The one that we're, the expertise we have, and then the results that that client gets because they're working with us. So yeah, service-based business is very awkward as you kind of walk yourself through this, um, this process, I guess, of learning and understanding and trying to get something different. Yeah, I actually just, I remember a week ago posting something on LinkedIn that I, all I said was, I wish I could help every studio owner on the planet realize that they're not in a service-based business, they're in an expertise-based business because that changes everything. That's a good quote. <laughs> Helping every studio on the planet. Thrive. Thrive. Yeah. Yeah, we should use that. Okay. <laughs> okay, decision made. This, yeah. This is, this is like a business meeting too. This is a really great face-to-face -face exactly. meeting. Um, it, 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 the, Work that we've been doing recently with our Studio Accelerator is really what's on my mind because we restructured our, our acceler accelerator engagements and added an advisory component to it because we recognized transformation was taking place very differently when you were doing Jumpstart and people would pay a little bit more to have Joel advise them while going through it versus a person just taking the modular-based learning and the workshop and the mastermind. There is still some interface with you. Right. But the, one per the people that could go deeper and say, yeah, but Joel, how about right now in my company, how do I implement it? The transformation that was taking place was so much greater or they say like more efficient. It was happening faster than those who had to do it on their own or were doing it on their own. Yeah, I think that what I noticed or what we noticed over the years in Jumpstart, because I, I think I lost track of how many times we ran that as a cohort based um, accelerator. So it was a group. We would meet every week and process things, but then people would pay the extra fee so that, oh, I can get Joel one on one to help me apply these things. That was, that was all that everybody signed up for. And we started realizing, oh, <laughs> okay, like we should just make this part of what it means to go through an accelerator uh, experience. I think what I found was really it's just the accountability. It's amazing how when you're in a group, yes, you can process together. You get tremendous value from your peers, your attendees, participants, whatever we want to call them. 
then there's the one-on-one where you know, did I do the work? Because when I meet with this advisor one-on-one, he or she is going to ask me, where are we at? You made an investment. I'm here to help you get a return. If you're not doing the work, what are we doing? Yeah, and I find it similar when I'm doing something like producer masterclass or the factors method where it's a very little literal conversion I have to do with their employees and their actual staff rates or looking at a factors report. You know, I could do those all day and read the tea leaves and understand something very different about every single business I look at those reports and that engagement to tell someone specifically, oh, I, I know where you're going. I know what you're trying to accomplish. I don't have to generalize it like we were just in the modular base, but have that advisory part of it. So the new Studio Accelerator offering that we have out there is taking an accelerator class, Jumpstart, Producer Masterclass. You're doing a positioning yep. uh, workshop right now. We have the factors method. We even have a, one out there more general called Revolve. Yeah, don't forget about Revolve. Yeah, those, because um, we kind of went live with those those four ones plus the producer masterclass that you mentioned. And it's definitely, it's definitely a different like point of entry because you, you and I have experienced this where people hear us on the podcast, they, they see us on the weekly briefing, whatever. We're, we're out there kind of in the world speaking. We're very active in our community where there's about 500 owners all chit-chatting about whatever. And then every now and then an owner will sort of raise their hand and be like, Tim, how do I, how do I work with you? Like, what is this? How does this work? And we, we realized there was a big value to just making it very simple so that we can say to any business owner, when you're ready, you're going through a transition, you need transformation, you desire that. Here's where you plug in. Studio Accelerator. This quarter, I recommend you take this accelerator, you know, Jumpstart or Evolve or whatever it is. and. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's finally out there. We have people going through these things right now. And I'm, <laughs> this is what blew my mind. The other, like, I think it was earlier today, I went on to the calendar invite for the Revolve kickoff. How many people are in that thing? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it like 40 or 50 it's, or something? It's a tenth of the, tenth uh, of the community. Uh, community members. Yeah. The active community members. So in the range of 50 people or something. Yeah. And because uh, I was inviting, you know, uh, an owner that I, work with and saying, oh, you've got to jump into Revolve. It's just included with the engagement that you and I have. He was like, yeah, of course. And I added to the invite. And as soon as he got it into his inbox, he was like, holy smokes, look at all the people that are going to be in this thing. And I said, that's what Revolve is about. It's the perspective that Tim and I will bring combined with imagine 50 business owners all comparing and processing. Here's what I'm going through right now. Here's what we're going to do to figure it out. Here's how we're going to all move forward. And, you know, that's... That's a great example of why this is going to be transformational. And I think there's something so interesting when, let's say, 10% of your peer group is synchronizing in some thought process, understanding something globally together. Especially one of the topics, for example, is pricing today. Mm. Because if the economic environment continues, there's going to be a competitive pricing element to it. And should I price like I did last year or five years ago, or should I be considering something different in pricing? We have to address it for this exact moment. Our theories and our practices are the same. Our calculations, the formulas are the same, but we're going to add some contextual element to right now, spring 2023 and what that means. And I love that idea that we actually 
you know, RevThink could work in a bubble and figure that out, but why not have 50 people process that with us and really test the theory immediately and see if it works? The one I'm super pumped about is going to be when we go through the value pyramid, because this is going to be the first time you and I are actually applying it to owners in a, in a group format. And the idea that like people are asking, oh, I, I, I do live action, you know, should I pivot and move into motion design or I do motion design, should I pivot into live action? This is a question people are asking right now. And I'm processing with some of these owners and asking the question, why not synthesize them into something new and create a new form of expertise or a new strategy? And I know if we ask that question, there's going to be some people that come out of it and they say, I, I get it now. I'm taking all these things that I've collected over the years called services and I can create some sort of a new form of value. And we're going to have people come out of that saying, I now know what I go out into the world and what I actually sell and, <laughs> and the value proposition that it, that it brings. Yeah, to me, the value pyramid it, um, will answer the question or help people process where AI fits yeah. in this now new environment that we're in. Perfect Is it example. a commodity-based, if you're a commodity-based business, how much you're going to be affected by something that can produce a commodity more instantaneous than what it currently takes. But then if you're a strategic based business, what new services do you have to provide or what new areas do you need to be considering when providing that service, when AI can generate or help collaborate with some of those ideas? Yep. That's so going to be a fun one to, the, to, to explore. Yeah. The contemporary environment that we're in really does create some action and some opportunity for us to learn differently. All right, so we're at 18 minutes on our Rev Thoughts here, Tim. What, we we got we to bring it home. What's our, I mean, other than, of course, we're excited that we have this offering now, Studio Accelerator, right? Somewhat self-promotional, but we are excited about the transformation it's going to be bringing to a lot of these owners. And this is really what you and I get out of bed every day thinking about. What about, what, what do you say? Yeah, the the big picture thought I was having and and with your help of just kind of reflecting backwards on what it takes to learn and, and how we learn is, hey, if I'm curious as a business owner and I want to learn something new, where do I go? Um, and I think we've expressed it pretty much. You have a peer group right now, especially if you're a member of Rev community, you can join. There's 500 business owners in that group right now having conversations and collaborating, working together and solving those problems but your peers can answer that question for you. You can have coaches or advisors, but it's helpful to have those advisors know our industry a little bit better than not, than your uncle that also <laughs> ran his shoe, shoe business. You know, like something we're doing that's very different um, than that kind of advice. So to have an advisor that kind of, that gets the idea and the realm that, we're, that we work in. And RevThink is one of them, but there are also very good advisors out there that are doing amazing work. Um, and we'll just say materially, you could study, you can learn, you can create your own. You can watch YouTube videos and read books and generate your own theory and thoughts that your service and the way you're going to execute your business um, has you and, and your fingerprint on it. I think all of those are very legitimate ways of learning and growing and what we say, um, transforming yourself so that you can thrive in your business life and career. Yeah, I would simply add to that. If I could, if I can speed up that process, that's really beneficial. Because what I learned when I was running my business was, you know what? I'll eventually figure it out. Like I'll figure, I'll figure out how to price. I'll figure out how to do pitching. I'll figure out how to 
hire and fire and you know go down the list. You did at 19 years. You finally figured out how to run your business. <laughs> yeah, it only took me 20 years to you know finally arrive. But uh, yeah, but but if I when I look back and I think, gosh, like when I met you, I thought, oh, I've been working on something for eight or nine or 10 years. I meet you and you said, oh, you want to know how the best in the field do it? I'll show you. And to me, that was revolutionary <laughs> to use that word. It really was. So. That's what I think is exciting is tapping into a community of peers, the amount of knowledge that's there. It's incredible. Think about what 500 brains know inside of that community. And then we bring them together into these groups called accelerators. It's going to speed things up. And if you and I can facilitate and guide that and create programming so that it's a structured thing, we see, we see really great results. And that really is the goal. We don't want people to waste their time or the energy on something we already know the answers to. Can you just call us, ask us the question, get on community, watch one of our videos and get the answers so you don't have to struggle with anymore. I think that's a good life calling. So thanks again for being on this journey with me and inviting me to this uh, great house that you have here in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you could join me here. It's fantastic. Thanks, Tim. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.